you have seen a skit or two, one of those comedy stuff that lighting up and brightens your day. Uh, some people wake up first thing in the morning before I say your prayer, like, ah, hello, and yeah, just one skit or two. I don't subscribe to that, but yes, I do enjoy them every now and again myself. And I wonder if you even think about how much they add. You know, it's coming an industry on its own. If I ask who your favorite is, I'm sure you'll be able to mention one or two. But do you think about how much money they make and how they make their money and how they add to the economy and all of that? Well, if you have thought about it, I'm sure you have tried to do a skit yourself, which probably did not gain more traction because you need to have it to have it. Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about. I've got my guest in, with me in the studio uh, from the African Polling Institute. I have the executive director, Professor Bell Ihua here. Good evening, sir, and welcome. Good evening, Kimberly. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Really an honor to have you on the show. And uh, your latest uh, poll came out, and it's uh, an assessment of digital content creator in Nigeria, something you call the skit economy. That's right. I like it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's different from some of this economy about food, about all of that. About the economy, yeah. about governance and all of that. Yeah, I mean, this is part of what we do. Um, most of the time we conduct, you know, hard studies mm -hmm. on the economy and governance and democracy. But we also do light stuff. Uh, this is one of those soft powers yeah. that we have in this country that uh, so to some extent I feel we should project a lot more mm -hmm. because it will do more for our image um, than more of the hard stuff. And yeah, this, this key economy, just as you have talked about, is our own coinage at the Institute, Africa mm -hmm. Poly Institute. So basically we were looking at um, some of these kids. And we realized that for every short little skit, mm -hmm. less than a minute, 30 seconds, one minute, that you watch or that you you watch and you laugh, there's an economy around yeah. it. There's a cameraman somewhere, there's a sound man, there's an imaging technician, there's a costumier, there's a set designer, there's a cinematographer, there's someone who looks for location, mm. there's, and there's someone who ultimately uploads on social media. So there are a lot of people who get paid just for that less than one minute that you exactly. watch. And it's a whole economy with its multiplier effect mm. um, on the economy. Yeah, you know, I never really used to think about that until I stumbled on Nidu, a colleague of ours in Wazobia, mm. and I noticed the team he worked with, like, wow, it actually takes a lot of people to get this going. Precisely, precisely, precisely. <laughs> it's an industry with value change, <laughs> Absolutely. if you look at it. So, yeah, skit economy, nice one to, to look at, but, but let's look at the different aspect you thought to look okay. at okay. Uh, with your skit economy. So, so, so you know, let's, let's even come from a macro perspective. Mm. So, the arts, entertainment, and creative sector um, as far back as 2016, contributed 2.3% to the country's GDP. In 2019, the sector contributed about $5.5 billion to the economy. Yeah. That's talking about 2.2 trillion Naira. Um, it has been projected by 2023, the sector will hit about $10.8 billion, talking about 4.3 trillion Naira. So, we are not talking child's play here. We, are, we, we, are, we may be talking comedy, but we are not talking. But let, let's let's you know bring that down a bit. Uh, let's bring that down a bit. Nollywood alone contributes six hundred million dollars to the economy annually. Nollywood creates a million jobs, excluding pirates. If you go into pirates, Alaba boys, you 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 can just see how much more. So. 
you know, when you begin to unpack that and you want to start looking into this sector to say, okay, so what is really happening and where is the money coming from? You can then see that, okay, yes, there are actually practitioners within this sector who are professionals in their own rights, who are creating creative content, digital content, and putting it out on social media and earning money from it, of course, with great implications for implications for the economy, implications for wealth creation, and of course, implications for well-being, because, of course, we know the state of mental health in the country and all of that. So, you're talking about well-being. These guys are also playing a huge role in maintaining the well-being of the nation. I agree with you, because I know someone who likes to start off with things I say, they lift my spirits, mm, they lift mm, my spirits. Mm, I can <laughs> imagine, yeah, precisely, precisely. And you have lots of Nigerians. So, for example, our studies, so our study was in two parts. Okay. So the first part is, let's understand what Nigerians think about this whole comedy skit sector. Mm. What do they feel about it? What do they think about it? Do Nigerians even watch these skits? Because all of a sudden we notice a sudden spike in the number of skits coming out. You know, if you go, you just I mean, just scroll through your yeah. Instagram or scroll through Facebook, you will see some skits. So, because we noticed that, you know, we had a hunch that for there to be a spike in skits, there should be a market for skits. So we said, okay, do Nigerians really watch skits? Who are their favorite skit comedians? Um, what do they like about skits? And what do they think is driving the growth of skits? So those were the you know, questions we set out to ask. Then on the other hand, we also spoke with the skit comedians themselves, you know, to understand a bit of the background story or the, the you know the back office story of yeah. what happens how do you guys create this <laughs> these kids where do you get your inspiration from because some of these kids you watch them and you just wonder where did this guy get this idea from you know you, for, 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 so 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 talking about the the citizens now we can tell that 67 percent of nigerians watch skits and not only that 67% watch kids, of this population, we have 45% of them who say they watch kids once in a while, 29% who say they watch kids several times a day, oh, wow. and 20% who say they watch kids several times a week. So we have a huge market here. Mm. Uh, that's uh, that's a lot of people watching yeah? and uh, you know sometimes you're hooked on this thing you you watch one it's funny and then the algorithm will have another one set up for you to watch at the end of the day and so you're spending and, and what's interesting to find is who did they consider their top skit comedians yeah. so so for example we tried to we came started out running okay who are the Good. top five and who are the top 10 and who are the top 20 then who are the other guys that were mentioned so top five we had brother shaggy with 35 percent um, samuel um animal sean perry brother saggy with 35 percent then we had the mark angel comedy team um emanuela samuel mark angel and success samuel then we have debo adibayo also known as mr macaroni with 15 percent we have tauma uh miriam akpao kagi at 12 percent then we have lasisi elenu Nosafalabi at 11%. Then we have the likes of um, MC Casino at 11%. Then we have Nedu Malamusa at 11%. We have Woli Yagba, you know, 10%. We have Omar Badon, 9%. And Bosho, 9%. Now, what this, you know, really shows us is that 
there are also clusters in this business so there were names I, I never watched them i'd never known them i never but came out of the study from the data we collected from the field so so for example Bosho came out at nine percent but it's of the northern extraction and it's huge in the north yeah seven percent we had someone called ebro i don't know him never watched his kids Northern extraction, they love him. Then six percent we have MC Edo Pekin, the guy who makes sense out of everything. You you have we also have five percent Dan Outer. Never I've never watched any of his kids. We have MC Lively on four percent. We have Josh Too Funny with the never leave, uh, don't leave me don't leave yeah. me challenge guy <laughs> that went viral all over the world. We have Nasty Black two percent. We have Mazaje. Never met him. Never known him. 2%. We have Maraji, the lady who also does some yeah. great skits. We have Crazy Clown, 2%. We have Officer Woz, 1%. And we also have others like Frank Donga, Sabalo, uh, you know, Olua Dollars, and many of these guys, you know. So, this nationwide survey, which we conducted, showed us that across different parts of the country, there are clusters where creative people are doing their things and people without within that area recognize them. For example, you have the, of course, the bulk of them are illegal, but you also have the Benin cluster. The Benin cluster is where you have people like MC Casino, you have people like MC Edo Pekin, you have Young Elder, you have MC Alamano, you have the Saint, and a lot of guys within that Bini cluster. But you have also the Kano cluster, where you have some of these Bosho, Danauta, uh, um, and, uh, you know, Ibro guys doing their own thing, and the people within the area, it resonates with them. Mm. Uh, so, the, the, in carrying out the survey, you, you, they were told to just randomly pick up any of their favorite digital content. Yes, who creator? do they consider their top, top. digital content creator? And this names and these names came out. Yeah, I, I quite agree with you. Some of them I'm not familiar with at all, but apparently they have held this region they are with their content. But, but also, in carrying out this survey, a specific question about what they thought made these people outstanding. Great. So, uh, uh, you know. Let, let me tell you that before um, I came here, you know, in the past few days since we released this study, I've had several people reach out to me and say, oh, Prof, this study does not, um, I didn't find the name of my favorite, you know, skit comedian here. I said, listen, this is, this is viewer's choice. This is viewer's choice. And again, but what was interesting to find out that it was linked to the platform on which viewers watched. So, I said 67% of Nigerians watch um, comedy skits. But then the question is, what platforms do they watch comedy skits on? 50% of that population watch comedy skits on Facebook. 34% of that population watch comedy skits on Instagram. 18% watch comedy skits on YouTube. 15% via WhatsApp and 10% via Twitter. So again, that shows you the demography of how these watch and you might be saying oh why facebook let's not forget the number of nigerians we have on this platform as a 2020 um, 20, 2019 fourth quarter we had about 30 million nigerians on facebook um of course covid hit people were lonely people were bored at home because of the lockdown that number really spiked yeah. we don't even have the current numbers so facebook has about 30 million nigerians instagram has about 16.7 nigerians youtube has about 19 million nigerians whatsapp has about 23.5 million nigerians and twitter has about 12.5 million nigerians so you said so why would a shaggy be number one or why would um 
you know, Mark Angel be number two. Look at their Facebook followership and look at their Twitter followership. But Ashagi alone has a followership of over um, almost 13 million people. On Facebook alone, he has 5.5 million following him. Wow. On Instagram, he has 6.6 .6 million following him. Mark Angel Comedy has a cumulative followership of 26.3 million Nigerians. On Facebook alone, the page Mark Angel has 15 million followers, while the page Emanuela, Emanuela Samuels, has 3.8 million. Oh, wow. Put that together. together. I mean, so, and now we are beginning to see that some of these guys are now collaborating. You see them collaborating. Yeah. And what is that about? It's about followership. If I bring my 15 million and you bring your 6 million and we can put that together, yeah. almost having 20 million people. For, so, and it builds your profile, builds my profile, makes more money for us. Because what are the founders or the owners of these social media platforms looking for? They want people to spend, spend more time on their platform. So if you can be one of those that can help people spend more time on our platform, we'll pay you for that. And they're making money, they're raking in serious money from what they have you, in their You emphasize on the raking in. It's giving some people an idea. Should I go into skip business? <laughs> but, 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 Prof, you said you, there was also behind the scene conversation with some of these content providers right, themselves. Right. So looking at what keeps them going and also where they get this original ideas, ideas from. from. Sure. So let me even just mention a few of these kid comedians we interviewed. So we interviewed Frank Donga, Lassisi Eleno, um, William Suchemba, MC Lively, Brother Shaggy, mm. Taoma, MC Casino, Young Elder, Koboko Master, Woli Adba, Mr. Macroni, and um, Brimer, who's the producer of Yawa's Kids. Okay. Um, so, first of all, where do these guys get their ideas from? They get their ideas from the society. They are 100%, in, you know, <laughs> these guys are 100% Nigerians, many a times never even had any exposure abroad. Their creative content is purely Nigerian content. I, uh, you know, life growing up yeah. and then life what they see around. So whether you have a Tauma who has a disciplinarian mother, or you are talking about a Mr. Macaroni who is the rich man looking to lure young ladies, or you are talking about, you know, Lassisi Elenu, for example, has over six characters. <laughs> so there's the Lassisi Elenu, the ranter. There's the Sinzu Money, the Yahoo boy. There's the Dr. Koka, the family therapist. There's the Mama Lassisi, the Benin woman who's always calling Letoha, a Lassisi. There is the Zadi, the, old, the elderly billionaire always looking for Nike. And there is the um, Dr. Bankole, the poet. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you can see such a creative. Did you mention the lawyer? Lord, yes, of course, of course. My Lord, may I, may I? May I if I may. may. <laughs> if I may. So, so, so. What we are seeing in essence is that these guys are entrenched in the society. But what, what would interest you to know that we ask Nigerians, why do you think there is a rise in skits mm. in the country today? So from the perspective of citizens, there are about six reasons why there is a rise. One is the fact that there's a rising youth unemployment in the country. Um, unemployment level is about 27.1%. percent um, if you add the underemployment to that, we have about 50, 55.1% of Nigerians either unemployed or, or underemployed. That's pretty high. So, and the bulk of that population are between the ages of 18 to 35. So, you know, that's pretty high. So, because of that, you have a lot of young people, uh, you know, 
venturing into skits. Number two is the need for entertainment and relaxation. Um, of course, we know the state of the nation. We know how hectic, you know, yeah. living in Nigeria, our life as a Nigerian can be. And we found out that these skits have become sort of a panacea on elixir that people can take. You don't just take a few skits. It keeps you going, yeah. you know, for their mental health and all of that. Then we have those who feel that Nigerians are very creative and talented. You have those who also think that the increase in depression in society, comedy skits have become a little more lucrative and the existence of um, social media. But from the perspectives of the practitioners themselves, they hit the, you know, the increase in skits to two reasons. One is the, the, the bursting creative energy abundant in Nigeria. These guys are like, I mean, just talk, look at our music sector. A year, two years ago, who who was Omale? Or who is uh, Bella Shmoda or yeah. Rema or Joe Boy or Oxdale, Ox, or Oxlade? And, you know, a year, two years ago, yeah. these guys were totally unheard of. Yeah. No, nowhere. But today, they are the kings. They are playing good music. Their music, their songs are played at various parties and all of that. So, the first that the creative content um, the, uh, you know, creators themselves consider is the bursting abundance of talent in the country. The second is the uh, uptick of social media. Okay. We noticed that most of these creative content, the, the, the main year for them was 2017. 2017? Yes, for some reason, 2017. And we found out from this study that social media in some ways have become a leveler has become a leveler. So in, it, in time past, for you to make it in the entertainment sector, you would need to go and sit around studios. You need to go and mm. beg producers. You need to go and carry bags of producers. Oh, you yeah. know, you need to do a beg, sir. I get talent. Please help me push out this talent. In, please. Look, I, I, will, I will make you proud. Push me out. Help me. But with the advent of social media, it has removed the middleman uh -huh. such that you now have access on your phone to a global audience. Oh, yeah. Do what you think you can do, put it out, be consistent, and if it resonates, yeah. in a short while, people will start looking for you, they'll start following you. And so we've seen a trajectory here. One, you start out probably with unemployment and all of that. Then two, you start, you don't have what to do, you start shooting your own yeah. skits. You put out your skits, it starts resonating, people start following you, then the directors or the producers start, start looking, looking for, you. for you. Then after the producers start looking for you, you start featuring in a few films. From featuring a few films, you now grow the nerve and the capacity to shoot your own mm -hmm. films. Then from shooting your own films, you strengthen your capacity to now shoot very good films that can make it to Netflix. Yeah. We saw this with Wole Arole. started with doing his skits. Oh my God, mm -hmm. blessing people. Morinko, I saw something in your life. And his prophecy kind of yeah. stuff. Then he moved to producing mo um, movies because producers started inviting him. Then moved to producing his own movies. Now he has movies on Netflix. The new kid on the block now is Macaroni. He just completed um, production with Kule Afolayo. Of course, you know Afolayo shoots blockbusters. He comes out, he makes so much money. He has his own money now, buys his equipment, starts shooting his own film. He can shoot a good film that will go on Netflix. And that's where the money is. Wow. I mean, the trajectory you just painted, it's a beautiful one because you're looking at how 
where they started from, in between jobs or all of precisely. that, and making so much precisely. money. Precisely. So I, I tell you a story. So, so Shaggy, while we conducted Brother Shaggy's mm. interview, he told me that he had gone for the auditioning of the first wedding party in 2016. So, Lagos traffic and all of that, he got to the auditioning late. Uh -huh. And, you know, they say, young man, we're sorry, you know, we're sorry. You came late, there's nothing we can do about it. He felt so bad. I mean, he told me this personally. He felt so bad and he decided to go home. He went home and started thinking of what am I going to do with myself? I have to tell the world I have this talent somehow. And started making his own skits with his phone. And thereafter, producers started looking for him. And he's now the guy, he's everywhere. Then... We now see that a lot of these guys are making more money, not even from what is paid by the social media platform, yeah, from, en from endorsements. So, endorsements. Mm -hmm. So, you have Shaggy being endorsed by big companies like mm -hmm. Global Revolution Plus. We have Emanuela being endorsed by Disney Films, Fresh You, Lawyer Milk, Double Toothpaste, Indomie. Yeah. So, these guys are now raking in so much money, not just from the creative content that they produce, but also from endorsements and from other mm. deals coming through. And yeah, we call them social media celebrities mm. because from mm. social media they become so precisely they, they so become big. the new social influencers. Yeah. And we saw that in the recent answers. Macaroni tweets, let's meet at Lake Gate. True. Over over a hundred thousand young people meet yeah. him there. So they become the new area of social influencers. Yes. Indeed, it's true. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with the thirty-five percent for Brother Shaggy. And I guess I was able to explain which we're explaining again. But first, let's look at the demographic of those who are watching. Is it primarily young people? Because uh, the, the, the chunk of the no, it's, on it's, it's, a, it's actually um, the, so, I mean, the start survey was conducted across the country. Mm -hmm. um, 1,521 sample across the length and breadth of this country. Every single state, every single senatorial district will pick samples from mm -hmm. there. And the demographics, it slides across the entire um, age, demography, gender, and even literacy levels. So we we had 38% of those we interviewed were between the ages of 18 to 35, 48% okay. um, within the ages of uh, um, 30, 36 to 60, mm. and 2% um, just 60 years and above. Mm. So just the national representation, that's um, those we interviewed. Yeah. But um, talking about answering your question on why Brother Shaggy has 35%. It's because of the platforms via which Nigerians watch. Mm. We talked about Facebook. So you realize that on Facebook, you have a mix of audiences. Yeah. You have the young, the middle ages, and the old. Facebook has everybody. You know, you find out that most daddies and mommies are on even Facebook, mm. but they're not necessarily on Instagram. But when you go on Instagram, you find more of the younger, um, you know, the younger audience, 18 to 35, mm. and maybe slightly older. And that's why you have Facebook, 50% of those who watch on Facebook, while 34% on Instagram. So that's mm. where the trick is. Yeah, and I noticed that for TV, it's a lot lower. But it, yes. I'm sure more and more TV stations will want this kit. Yes, I mean, we see that as uh, the future trend. So at the moment, TVs are much lower, but we see a situation where more TV stations will begin to adopt skits. They will have a little 10 minutes, 5 minutes mm. in the day where they play the top skits for the day or top skits for yeah. the week or what's Mr. Sh uh, Brother Shaggy's or Tauma's latest or what's Lassie Seleno's mm. latest and they play all of that and 
you know, they put that out there. Um, of course, if you go on YouTube now, you find that some guys just take, you know, different skits from one skit comedian and say maybe top 20 Lassisi Elenu's there or top 20 Brashagi skits and put them on there. And that's why the next stage of this is that a lot of these have happened very informally with very little to no support whatsoever from government or all of them. It's, it's just grown organically. But the future now is that we see that a lot of copyrights need to now start coming into play so that people can really make money yeah. from their creative content. There are three main reasons, uh, you know, people watch these kids. The first is the fact that they are funny and entertaining. Um, the second is that they are quite informative. They provide certain kind of information to try and correct social ills. And the third is that they use them, people use them to rest and relax. The fact that we have all of this potential and say government needs to come in. I know you did mention it in passing as to the kind of intervention and investment we hope to see in future. Now a lot of them are self-made where we need to see more investment to seeing how that industry will grow and help the economy even more. But I'm also curious as to we, we have this information that's been mined by the African Polling Institute. People now know the top uh, content providers and the likes. What can be done with this data, this information? Okay, so uh, part of the essence why we conducted this study was to help beam the searchlight on this sector, which is highly unresearched, mm -hmm. um, which has received little to no support whatsoever and to see how we can begin to navigate support towards the sector. So government needs to now come in. So how can government partner with the sector? Number one, information dissemination. So a lot of what government puts out do not get to the people. The people don't even listen to it. So imagine government networking with Shaggy, Tauma, and macaroni or some of these guys and saying okay we want to talk about use of face mask can you help us disseminate this information just a few minutes these guys put out information it goes viral so in terms of information sharing these guys can be but then they also need funds to buy equipment they also need support financial support i was speaking to a gentleman yesterday who was telling me that in the Benin cluster there's somewhere called the care dollar and they, they are young folks who want to enter this space and don't have equipment. They are looking for little funds to get equipment. So it tells you that we have the abundance of creative talents. Just a little support, a little push can take them really far. Um, um, Lassisi told me personally in the interview I had with him that um, on a daily basis, you have an average of over a hundred young people reach out to him via you know his message yeah. his instagram or all this platform asking him you know boss mentor me mm. i really love what you do i want to be like you yeah. so imagine if we can fund an academy that can churn uh -huh. out a thousand lassies that can churn out a thousand shaggies or macaronis what we are saying is that it will not only generate so much revenue in dollars for this country it will also project the image of the country i mean when we released this a few days ago, I had a friend from Uganda said, hey, Tauma, Shaggy. I said, what? You know these guys? <laughs> said, yes, lockdown happened all over the world. And during the lockdown, we were using these guys to cool off. So 
again that tells you these guys are already marketing the country rebranding oh, yeah. the country for us but informally can we now formalize that whole process and get them in so that government can really look into what they are doing and support them mm. i appreciate you professor bell Ihua, for joining the show